in the morning. Need the info so you can turn your money into more money? Money, money, money. NFL and NCAA locks are coming up. Big money, money, make money, money, big. Football Friday has you covered. Now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man. Hell yeah, it's Friday, and we're already halfway through October on the Monty Show. Happy Friday to you, man. I hope you had a good week. We have a lot of football to get to today. Uh, We have a lot of giveaways to get to today. Mainly this Xbox Series S, 120 frame rates per second. And stuff. And things. Uh, We're giving that away when we get to 3,000 subscribers, so make sure that you subscribe. Get on board, win the Xbox. All you have to do is take a picture, show us that you're subscribed, and tag us on social media. Follow us for all kinds of fun and hijinks. Tag us in a photo on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Jake is SLC Supercars. Tag us in a photo on one of those three platforms, and you are good to go. Uh, We are at 2,430 subscribers. Uh, So we are just a mere, what is that, 570 Sure, right. I'm not a math major, yeah, but yeah, something like that. Something sure. like that, or 2,530, whatever. We're about yeah. 400 subs away, so let's knock that out. Uh, by the way, thanks so much. Uh, yesterday was one of the single biggest days we've ever had on the audio portion of this podcast. Uh, love to see that Amazon is coming through, so you guys are asking Alexa uh, to find the Monty Show podcast Uh, which I love. So that's super cool to see you guys doing that. You can find it anywhere you're looking for a podcast. Just search The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show, certainly Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, you name it, you can find us. Or just Google search The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. James Knight, first one in. Good morning to you. Cody Strickland's back. Holy cow. Wow. Cody, where you been, bro? Good to see you. Oh, fuck. He's, oh, no. Cody Strickland said, good morning, been away a while. My new wife tore her ACL and needed to take care of her after surgery for the past few weeks. Can't believe how painful it is after surgery. Dude. Oh, that's a bummer, dude. I tore my ACL when I was 18 years old and it was not fun. And I don't have an ACL in my left knee, (laughs) but it's worth to get it fixed. Do the rehab, Cody, do the rehab. Make sure she does the rehab. I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. But, Cody, it's really good to see you. Let's talk uh, Football Friday. It is already Friday here on the program. Yep. And that means we've got locks for you. But, obviously, we're starting with BYU at Baylor. Um, This is that game. And, I don't know, maybe I'm making too much of this. But I think there's so many issues with BYU right now that I think this is that game where you point to and you say – is this the game that defines your season? And that may seem dramatic. That may seem over the top, but hear me out. You lost and you lost ugly to Boise. And a lot of people just flipped off the the BYU football switch and were like, all right, time to get ready for snowboarding. I'm telling you the season's not over. Everything you want is right in front of you. You just have to win games. And that starts this weekend at Baylor. And Jake, I wonder your thoughts. BYU, a six-point dog on the road. The number is only 50 and a half. I wonder your thoughts about what's left to play for for BYU. Yeah, I think there's still a lot to play for. You know, it is unfortunate they did lose to Boise because I really do think that that's going to make their life difficult uh, in terms of getting into the college football playoff. But 
Um, I do still think you you can you can play for a major bowl, and and I, and I certainly think that you're you're if you're a football team, you're not going to sit here and say that that the season's over halfway through. Are are you going to be able to get to to the pinnacle of the sport? Probably not. Are you going to be able to get to a major bowl? Yeah, definitely. You know, and so that's what I think they have to play for. But but I also think if if you're Kalani and and that coaching staff behind the scenes, you've been doing all this recruiting. You know, you've been you've really been kicking ass in that department, and I think. You know, if you were to, you know, end this season with eight wins, let's say, instead of ten, I think that'd be a real crying shame. You know, I think that would be a, a, a situation where, you know, you, you left stuff on the table this year. And I and I think you have all my point is you have all this momentum in recruiting. You had all this momentum on the field before the Boise State game. Now you just need to go and get that back. And 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 the other thing that I think is important in this game is being that they're on the road. You know, BYU hasn't played a lot of road football yet. They, they really haven't gone on the road much and, and done anything. So I'll be really curious to see how this turns out for them because I, I think you have a QB situation that's kind of up in the air still. You're getting a lot of guys back this week. You know, Lachance is going to be back, uh, and several other guys who were injured against Boise will be back this week. Um, so you should theoretically be pretty healthy, pretty much, you know, full go for most guys. So... I don't know. I just think in terms of momentum and where you're at as a team, this is a huge game. And yeah, it, it would help if you could beat Baylor on the road for strength of schedule purposes. Because as we talked about all year long, this schedule isn't exactly loaded with P5 talent. You know, you got to you got to you got to find you got to go and look on this schedule like, all right, what's the big win? <clears throat> well, right now, if, if Utah can beat ASU this weekend, it's going to be Utah. Right. But other than that, there's not much left. So Baylor, for that purpose, is also a huge game. So that's what I think they have to play for. You know, the the bummer is is the Pac-12 is so mediocre right now Yeah, that you're really struggling, in my opinion anyways, you're really struggling for strength of schedule. And that's something that obviously BYU is going to need when you lose um, to a, a team like Boise and you do it ugly, turning the ball over, which you hadn't been doing. You know, it, it just puts you in a position now – where you need help outside of outside of you winning the rest of your games, BYU needs help to get to a New Year's Six Bowl. And unfortunately, you know, you you have teams like Utah and BYU that are running into each other, or Utah and ASU, excuse me, that are running into each other who you've beaten both of them. So one of them is going to have another loss, which is not going to help you. I mean, you really need Boise State to go on and, and, and win big games because – I don't know that winning out on its own is going to help BYU get to the, their their bowl aspirations. Yeah, I personally don't believe that the college football playoff is done. Are you 90% done? Sure you are. But based on what we've seen in college football this year and the fact that so many teams have lost and that you're looking at fresh blood in the playoff and that fresh blood is likely not going to be undefeated unless Georgia somehow, you know, navigates the shark-filled waters of the SEC, you have an opportunity. But that starts in Waco tomorrow afternoon. And I think one of the things that's really critical here is you've got to settle this quarterback position at BYU. And I know that there's a lot of people that are upset that, you know, Baylor Romney is even being talked about as somebody who should be starting. But I think it's hard to ignore what we saw from Jaron Hall last week. Sure, he threw for 300 yards. Does he deserve to lose his job? No, he probably does not. He has not played poorly, if you will. But what are you not putting on the field with Baylor Romney on the sideline? It's not that Jaron Hall has played poorly. It's the skill set 
that Baylor Romney has. It's that big play over the top ability that Jaron Hall just does not offer you. And furthermore, if he's not healthy enough to run, and you can't tell me a guy is going to go from minus three yards and not running at all to running all over the field against Baylor. I don't see that happening. If Jaron Hall can't run, he's an average quarterback. But I don't think Jakey deserves to lose his job at this point. No, I, I don't think it's a situation where he's played so poorly that he deserves to lose his job. But but I think that's not the conversation. The conversation is, you know, how much better can we be with Baylor on the field? You know, and, and I think in college football, specifically for BYU, when they have the dynamic, um, you know, that Baylor brings, which is the defense has to respect the deep ball, it, it really helps everybody else, you know. And, and so to me... I like Jaron a lot. I like that he's dual threat. I like what he can do on the ground. You know, I, I, I do. But but at the end of the day, I, it's hard for me to say that I would start Jaron over Baylor if I want to go and win a national championship. That's the thing. It's not that Jaron's a bad player. But but I, I look at what Baylor Romney is capable of doing. He doesn't need to run to get the job done, right? Like he can a little bit. We've right, seen him right, do that. Right. But when, he, when, it's, when it's Romney on Romney crime and it's, you know, the Nakua brothers getting loose in the secondary, you know, that's a, a lot of fun to watch. And then all of a sudden, you, 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 once you get the passing game going, now you have a guy in Tyler Algier who's going to be the hammer, you know, when you're, when you're handing it off. And so I just think that, you know, it's not that Jaron sucks or Jaron's a bad guy, but, but I just think with what we've seen from Baylor, I don't know how we, we can even dispute the fact that, that they're a better team when he's on the field. That's, that's the trouble, you know. So, and, and I think we do this in sports, too, a lot. Where we'll be like, hey, you know, because the backup is is better, you know, the guy filling the backup role is better. That means the guy who's starting sucks, and it's really not that. It's no. not. It doesn't have almost anything to do with Jaron not being good. It just has more to do with the fact that Baylor's skill set allows BYU to go further and do more. And and so to me, you know, like based on everything I've read this week, and based on you know what we're hearing and not hearing, frankly, because that's kind of how it works at BYU. What you don't hear is kind of almost as important as what you do hear, right? Based on what I've heard, it seems like, you know, Jaron is going to start, but it it seems like the leash is going to be pretty short. If they're not moving the football, if the offense isn't in good flow, don't be surprised if you see a Baylor-Romney appearance in this game. And, and, and that's the way it should be, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I think you have to have the courage as a coaching staff to play the guy who gives you a chance to win the game. And I'm not saying that Jaron should even be on a short leash. What I'm saying is Baylor Romney has to be an option. He has to be a guy. Furthermore, I don't even know that Jaron Hall is going to be able to stay healthy for the rest of the season. They've got still several key critical matchups coming, um, including Broncos return to Provo. Like uh, Jaron Hall's a guy that's got to prove that he can play, um, you know, really nine games a year and stay healthy doing it. And I I don't know that he can that he can do that. He's never shown the ability to do that. Um, you know, so I think we're going to see Baylor Romney again for BYU. It's a matter of, of when, not if, in my opinion, because I, I think you, you also get yourself into these positions where, you know, you, you, it's almost a bad thing if you're talking about the backup quarterback. And in this case, I kind of agree that it, it's not, it's not ideal. It would have been great if Jaron Hall would have come out, stayed healthy and been a superstar. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. And it's not happened in the past. And my guess is it won't happen in the future. But the good news is you've built depth into the program. What good is depth if you're not going to use it? And I know it takes courage, and I know it's a big move, 
But I'm telling you, if Jaron goes down again and Baylor comes in and plays well and throws deep and and shows you that he can be a franchise-level quarterback for the BYU Cougars, I think you have to play him on a consistent basis. You do. You do. And, 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 and you know, you, you said something there. You have to play the guy that gives you the chance to win the game. I like to, I like to phrase that personally is you got to play the guy that clearly gives you the best chance to win the game. You have to play the guy that that the rest of the team can get behind because let's not forget what we saw last week, right? I, I don't want people to forget about this. Last week when 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 Kalani Sataki ran out a 50% Jaron Hall onto the field instead of running out the the rook, if you will, in Jacob Conover, what did we see? We saw guys trying to do too much. We saw guys not believing that their quarterback could, who was injured, right? It's nothing personal against Jaron, but the fact yeah. is, is you were injured and everybody knew it. So what did we see? Guys trying to do too much, guys trying to make plays they don't normally make. And, and so to me, I'm just like, all right, you know, overall, when you think about the injuries that both of these guys have sustained, you know, for long term and for the, like the rest of the season, that kind of outlook, yeah. I would think that Baylor Romney's injury, which is a concussion, or what was a concussion, yeah. is probably going to allow him to be in a better position in the long term than bruised or broken ribs, you know, uh, a, a labrum rotator cuff issue for Jaron. So that's why I just say you're going, you, you you're going to Waco to play Baylor. This is not like this is not Stony Brook you're playing. This is a good team, and you have a lot on the line. Well, yeah, I mean, this is one of seven. P5 teams on your schedule. Yeah. And you need to go 7-0 and against those teams. I mean, it's it's really unfortunate that that Boise game played out the way it did, but you can't go back and undo it. And at this point, um, my mind is that, that Jaron Hall has to be the same guy throwing the football this week that he was last week. And it's really critical that he not turn the football over. But it's also really critical that he has the ability to run the football. Because if Jaron doesn't have the ability to run the football, I think you have to look elsewhere. And, and you know what the other thing is? This defense is going to have to stand up against Baylor um, because I think I think Baylor does a decent job taking the football away, but BYU's defense has to do a better job creating turnovers. Yeah. The secondary has to do a better job creating creating turnovers. Um, you know what? And the other, the other real critical stat in this game is third down efficiency for Baylor. BYU's defense has to get off the field on third down. Um, that, that much is very clear. Um, you know, I, I think Dave Aranda's done a very nice job building Baylor's defense. Um, they do very well getting off the field. I think they, um, you know, they, they are the most efficient passing defense in the big 12. Um, so I think it's one of those things that, that you're going to have to see what BYU can do to avoid mistakes and get off the field on third down. I, I know I've said this repeatedly, and you're probably tired of hearing me say it. I'm really worried about that secondary for BYU. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the secondary hasn't exactly shown consistency this year, you know, and, and it's not that they – it's not that the defense as a whole has been bad, but I think when we look at BYU just overall in the big picture, I think we can confidently say that the line play on both sides of the ball has been pretty darn good. You know, you, you, you've been in a good place with, with the offense and defensive line. I think the issue for BYU's defense is the way they go about it. It's the mentality with which they play. You're, you're essentially begging teams um, to, to throw a bunch of intermediate routes. And what that requires of you then yeah. is to be disciplined with your tackling. And so when we're seeing missed tackles and we're seeing bad, bad defensive play out of BYU, 
I mean, what do you expect, right? You're going to give up points. And so in this game, yeah, I, I think not only does this game serve as one of the most important on your schedule, but it also serves as a great measuring stick for where, you know, both sides of the ball are for, for BYU. Because Baylor is talented and they're a good team, they're, they're going to test you. And by the way, with you being on the road for basically the first time all year, like, you know, it, it, it is it is a big deal that you go to Waco and you show that that you are that you are prepared that well, that Boise State was a fluke. Well, and I I think Jeff Grimes obviously is a big talking point this week. Um, you know, former BYU offensive coordinator. Obviously, he and Kalani are very close. He's now the offensive coordinator at Baylor. Uh, he went home to take this job, and I think what he's done with Jerry Bohannon um, is he's turned a, a quarterback. Um, into a guy that's very efficient with the football, 11 and zero touchdown interception ratio. Well, that's pretty good. So that's why I say I worry about this secondary a little bit, and I worry about the BYU secondary's ability to create turnovers. I mean, when you when the other thing you look at is Abram Smith um, and Treston Ebner are averaging 6.9 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is a lot. Now, this D, this BYU defensive front is very good against the run, in my opinion. I think the linebackers are fast. They gap fill well. Um, I think BYU's defense is going to hold up. I think it's going to be very difficult for Baylor to get big plays against the uh, uh, on the run against BYU's defense. I think these things are all really critical points. But BYU cannot turn the football over. And BYU's coming off of a loss that I would think is is motivating for that club. I mean, when you, when you look at what happened here um, – I think BYU has a point to prove. This is no longer a team that's just trying to become bowl eligible. Both these clubs are going to be bowl eligible. There's no doubt about that. You're trying to prove that you can play quality football. And I think that's a question right now for BYU. There's a lot of people wondering, was what happened before Boise a fluke or was what happened with Boise a fluke? Yeah. I'm here to tell you what happened with Boise is a fluke. This is a good football team. This is a quality football team that's very well coached. Ball security is not something that I worry about with Kalani Sataki coach teams. I, it's not. I think that they are well coached. I think A-Rod's got this offense right where it needs to be. My only concern on offense is Jaron Hall and his ability to be mobile and, and, and win the game with his with his legs. I mean, I think when you look at, at what BYU has ahead of them, I mean, Washington State, Virginia, Georgia Southern, and USC, I mean, that's a, that's a ball-breaking schedule. They have a lot to prove. This is a critical game, and my guess is they show up, Jake. Yeah, I think they'll show up, and and I, and I think the the schedule is yeah. I mean, from here, it's definitely um, not easy. You know, the Virginia game is nothing to play with. Obviously, this game is nothing to play with, and and I would really hope that they're a one loss team headed to USC because if that's the case, we're going to have a lot to talk about on this show that week. You know, and and, and yeah. I just think that. This whole quarterback situation, like if we take a step back and we kind of look at this from like a bigger picture perspective, this whole quarterback situation needs to get settled this week. Like, like I feel like Jaron is either going to come out in the first quarter and and establish himself and say, hey, this is my team. We're moving this football. Like, everything's good, right? We look good doing it. Or... He's going to come out. He's going to try and do too much. He's going to turn the football over, yeah. and, and it's going to be Baylor's team. So I, I just think that we, they got to get that figured out. I, I'm not a big fan of the of the not being definitive on who the starter thing is because Kalani was specifically asked what's it looking like, and he said everyone's practicing and we'll make a game-time decision. So I don't love that. No, I don't like that either. I, I think – I mean, it's very clearly Jaron Hall. It would be shocking. Yeah. Sh- it's in. 
And one of the things that's interesting is how much the BYU program has closed ranks. There's <laughs> not a whole lot of information coming out of Provo these days. Yeah. And the first month of the season, frankly, it was not hard to 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 get to get news. They're 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 playing it pretty tight. And they should. Um, when I look at this game, again, the number's uh, minus six in favor of Baylor. Yeah. 50 and a half is a number. And I think this is going to be one of the closest games of the year. Unfortunately, I think I have to take Baylor. And it's, it's going to be something in the order of 31-30. I think whoever – this could be one of those games where whoever has the ball last is going to win. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the, the defining factor of this game – will be Baylor's ability to throw the ball down the field. And it is the Achilles heel of that BYU defense, in my opinion. So I'm going to take Baylor 31-30. Um, it's a loss, but a cover and an over for BYU, Jake. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I so I'm going the other way. Um, I think that I think that BYU is more than capable of winning this game, but I, I, I think what it's going to take is, is a really clean game, a really disciplined effort. So I don't just mean the turnovers. I'm talking about... No turnovers, correct ball placement from Jaron when he's throwing the football to allow his receivers to run after the catch, right, to make plays. Um, and that's and that's what I'm going to be looking for. And, yeah, the defense is going to have to play good. You cannot have any, any missed assignments or 70-yard over-the-top yeah. touchdown passes. So, to me, you know, specifically, you know, on offense, what I'm going to be looking for is Tyler Ogier to get back to who he's been. This is the kind of game where you need Tyler Algier to run for 100 really physical yards and really punish Baylor. So to me, uh, I'm going to take a risk and say BYU is going to win the game. Um, I Whoa. think it's going to take 35 points. I think it's going to take at least 100 yards out of Tyler Algier. Ooh, 100. He, if they're going to win and they're going to score 35, he better run for 150 to 180. Well, because 100 yards anything, ain't going to get it done. Well, so here's, but here's why I think 100 is the number. If you can be over 100, anything over 100 is icing on the cake because this Baylor defense is going to be good. But I just think that when you're playing a good defense, if Tyler Algier can get to 100 yards in this game, that tells me that BYU's offensive line is doing work, which should theoretically, right, theoretically mean that Jaron Hall is having a nice game, right? Because he's got protection, he has time, and he's making good decisions. So I, I, to me, I agree with you on the point total. I do think this is going to be a low 30s, really tight game. But to me, I like BYU like 35, 31, that, that kind of a game. That that's If they're going to win it, that's what it's going to look like. Yeah, I think there's two things. Baylor doesn't run the ball exceptionally well, but they run it well enough. They don't stop the run exceptionally well, but they stop the run well enough. And when you talk about keys to success like Tyler Algier, it, it, it's got to be with Jaron Hall. If Jaron Hall is not a threat to run the ball, Tyler Algier is going to have a very difficult day. Um, because Dave Aranda is a lot of things, but he is a defensive guru. And this is a guy who understands how to scheme. Yes. Um, and and if, you are, if you want to beat BYU, you stop the run. You make Jaron Hall throw the ball, and you stop Tyler Algier from having a 150-yard day. That's going to be one of the defining stats in this game. And I think Tyler probably probably gets right to or just short of 150 yards. And I think they lose. I, I think if you're watching on TV Saturday, that's one of the stats you can look up. Does Tyler Algier break 150 yards? That's why we won. I wish I could say that he was going to. I don't think he will. I can't believe that Jaron Hall is 100%. There were all these reports that Jaron Hall's 100%. You know, we were hearing that that – you know, a week ago, the guy couldn't throw a football. Yeah. And that they did what they did to get him 
through the the game the game against Boise, which was where you're not going to run at all and you're going to throw the ball, threw it for 300 yards. I'm telling you, this kid has to run for 60, 70 yards a game. Yeah. Or Tyler Algier is a far, far less, less effective weapon. Mm-hmm. That's a huge factor here. My mind is Jaron Hall's not healthy, and I don't think he's going to run. I think he might be 70, 80 percent. He's not. He's not going to run. That's the thing that stands out to me. I'll be interested tomorrow at 1:30. I will have my eyes glued on the set. Yep. Because I think this is a season-defining game for BYU. I'm going to go 31-30 Baylor. Uh, let's get some of your comments in here. Um, Gabe Ladley, good morning to you. Uh, Brylark says, morning, boys. CJ says, morning, beating three P5 teams to start the season defined it. No, it didn't. No, I don't Sorry. think so, dude. That is – and, again, I understand you're a diehard BYU guy. The three wins that you had to start the season are meaningless. They mean nothing. Especially now that you lost to Boise, those wins are significantly less. You have four P5 teams right in front of you. And those are games that are going to def- – this game This game tomorrow is going to define your season. Yeah. I mean, and, and then it's going to be Washington State, and then it's going to be Virginia, and then it's going to be USC, and on and on and on. And every week, that's the plight of an independent team. And it's great that you have the Idaho States of the world in there, but those games are tune-ups. Those games do not define seasons. Baylor on the road when I think the last time BYU went to Baylor was 1983 and they lost the season opener. Baylor on the road's a big game, especially with Grimey there and that relationship. Yep. You know, with all due respect, I, I can't agree with that. Um, Cody Strickland says, Eagles had a chance to win last night. Too bad that show Boating is a real problem in the league. Number 58 caused them the game, in my opinion. Could be. Uh, Eric C. says, can't wait to see San Diego State ranked higher than BYU after this weekend. I don't know about that. Um, San Diego State's a good, not great program. and They're a nice little story every year. You know? They are. Like, it just, yeah. They are. Daryl says, BYU's score is either... Uh, of the first two drives and the game is going their way. Well, that's going to be important. That is going to be important. Um, you know, I, I, I think it is, I think one of those things, and we say it here on the Monty show all the time. It's one of those things where perception is usually not reality. Only it is to an AP voter. Right. Right. I mean, if BYU beats Baylor, they'll be back in the top 15. Yeah. If they lose, they're out of the top 25. That's the plight of, of, of being a BYU Cougar fan. Um, that just is what it is. Greasy hands auto Sean Butterfield. Okay. Says, A-Rod said in his press conference that Jaron is 100%. There's no chance. How is Jaron Hall, who has had rib and shoulder issues, who could not run the football? Legit. Last weekend... You, I mean, have you ever seen Jaron Hall play that kind of football? How is he just miraculously five days later, 100%? Come on. I think we all know better than that. Uh, M- Marty, you are – Marty. Hello. M- Marty, you are spot on with your depth comment. Why have it if it's shelved? I agree. Who's Marty? I don't know who Marty is. Uh, read the rest, Monty. We wouldn't have done that under Bronco or Kalani starting out. Right, but with all due respect, CJ, I just don't think Bronco or Kalani matter. Right? Old Kalani doesn't matter. 
It's 2021 and you are in the Big 12. Every game that you play is a proving ground. And the the reality is BYU isn't here to go to the pool and weed eater bowl. <laughs> They're here to play on New Year's in a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. So when you when you're a one loss team and you've got four P fives right in front of you, what you did behind you doesn't matter. With all due respect, I mean those are good wins. Um, you know that's it. Arguably the greatest weekend in the history of BYU football was beating Utah after getting into the Big Twelve. I mean I, I, it was a huge moment in time. But it's October 16th, and this is a huge day in Baylor. Yeah. At Baylor, rather, in Waco. You know, you've got to go and beat the ghost of David Korash. Korash. And the Waco wackos, and you got to do your job, right? Uh, Greasy Hand says, uh, maybe Jake got too much chafing at USU. They need him smooth and healthy. Okay. Uh, Daryl says, could not run or told not to run. One of the two. Run Either the way, two. there's just no it's, it, there's no ways a hundred percent, dude. I, I like eighty percent. Okay, maybe I could kind of see that. Like you know, you had five more days to heal and rest, and and the body does great things. But you can't tell me that that Jaron Hall right now here today when he's waking up this morning feels as good as he did when the season started no before chance. the injury. There's no, no freaking chance. way, dude. I, I it, what, but what else would you expect a rod to say? Well, I, and that's the other side of but it. But I think that there's nothing wrong with talking about your backup quarterback when you're, when your number one is, is consistently hurt. And, and frankly is playing with 50% of his skill set. Now, if he rolls out in, in Waco on Saturday and he's running all over the field and throwing the ball effectively and BYU's winning. Okay, great. I'm wrong. I'm an idiot. What do I know? I'm just a fan. I know nothing about BYU. I don't even watch jazz games. Like, okay, I totally get that. Right? I totally, yeah, I totally get that. I I hope that's the case. I highly doubt it. 31-30, I'm going to take Baylor to win. ASU at Utah, 8 p.m. ESPN. Wait, so wait, there's a Pac-12 game that's actually on TV? ASU at Utah, 8 p.m. Wow. On wow. ESPN. Here's the thing. It's a pick 'em. 51's the number. Can Utah contain Jaden Daniels? Because my man, J.D., the Jay Dizzle, right. has been the for shizzle. I'll okay. stop. Okay. The point is, Jaden okay. Daniels has been very good. I think he has been better than advertised. Now, he doesn't weigh 100 pounds with a bunch of boulders in his pocket. But this kid can play. He's got sauce on his arm. This kid can run. He is effective out of the pocket. I like everything I've seen out of Jaden Daniels this year. The problem is, this is a wildly undisciplined Arizona State football team. Yes. They take way too many penalties. I think they had 79 false starts against BYU. Um, I believe that's an all-time record. Yeah, I think so. Uh, But I think this is a team that averages nine penalties a game. Dude can't do it you can't come to salt or excuse me you can't come to sack lake city in uh the middle of october and take nine penalties and think you're gonna walk out with a win final yeah that's not gonna happen so my biggest question is how good is this utah defense i think this is a legit question because when you look at what utah is defensively it's devin lloyd and some other dudes yeah right and everybody was obsessing about, oh, we beat SC and then we flew to the funeral and should they have been at the funeral? It's not should they have been. Yeah. 
thank you to the University of Utah for providing the assets and the funding to take that whole team to Aaron Lowe's funeral. It's the right thing to do. And now it's time to play football. And now it's time to continue to to do what you started out this season to do, which is win the Pac-12 South. And you can take a nice giant leap toward that by beating ASU at Rice-Eccles Stadium on Saturday night. Now, having said that, who's your number one running back on this team? Uh. Now, having said that, uh, who's your top receiving target on this team? Uh. Now, having said that, <laughs> there are so many issues on this offense. Here's, But for the offense, yes. here's where I think they can find a silver lining, if you will. Mm-hmm. You go to SC, and you dominate them, right? You have a hell of a night. Yep. And I think the cool thing for this team, and, and really what the Aaron Lowe situation did for this team, in my opinion, is it just brought everybody together. So I don't think that, that Kyle Whittingham and – and that offense are are sitting here saying we need a number one here, we need a number one there. I think the mentality of the team across the board is we're trying to win football games, and we don't really care who gets the job done, but the job's got to get done. Yes, and, it does. And, and and I think the only guy that has a number one, you know, number one QB one next to his name is Cam Rising. That's the only guy on the team who you really care about because you have to have a number one quarterback, obviously. So to me, with the offense. All I'm looking for is cohesiveness, smoothness, right? Efficiency. Smooth. I, I want them to operate at a high level against this ASU defense because frankly, this is not a defense that that they that they, you know, should should have a ton of trouble with. Yes, ASU can play. Of course they can. But when I look at what BYU did to ASU, I'm like, okay, cool. Like if if Cam Rising and that offense can continue to get the deep ball down the field. They're going to be in good shape, and that's really what led to their success. Like, as much as we talk about, like, Baylor going deep on BYU, it's the same concept with Utah against ASU, right? If if you have, if the defense has to respect the deep ball, the running back by committee thing isn't a problem because you're going to have room to run, and that's what I think you got to do in this game. Just pick up right where you left off from SC. That's it, and if you do that, you're winning this game. Yeah, I and I also think, by the way, that, Utah's not beating itself. Um, they're getting decent line play. I thought the SC game was the best I've seen this Utah offensive line look by far in probably the last millennium. Um, they got really good line play against SC. That's got to continue because the defense at, at Arizona State is pretty capable. Um, the defense is is physical. They're able to get after you. Their line plays very well up front. So it's going to be another test for this for this Utah offensive line. And I actually think they're going to pass that test. The bigger question will be, can you replicate the running offense, the rushing yards that you got against what turned out to be a very undisciplined USC defensive front? Which I think going into that game, we knew they had a tendency to do that. But I don't even care. I want Tavion Thomas to have that same kind of game against Arizona State. Because I know I've obsessed over... Over him, you know, Tavion is the guy that I've said should be their number one back all season, but you can't put the ball on the ground. Mm -hmm. And what did I just say? This Utah team doesn't beat itself. Right. Unless you're turning the ball over and putting it on the ground. Right. And Tavion's had a a propensity to do that at times. But you have three backs. Um, And the other thing I thought was really critical for, for Utah beating SC was Cam Rising getting out of the pocket a little bit. Yeah. Being mobile. 
having that 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 threat is so important today with as athletic as linebackers and D linemen are at at the the P5 level you have to have a quarterback that can move that can run you have to keep those linebackers at least on one heel because if they're running downhill at you and this is this is very much how BYU plays defense they run downhill at you because they keep everything in front of you when you have a mobile quarterback it doesn't allow you to be so comfortable doing that because if you're just backpedaling to keep everything in front of you, that creates more space behind the linebacker. And if the linebacker has to be a little slower, a little more cautious, because he's got one corner of his eye in the backfield on the running quarterback, you see what I mean? It loosens things up a little bit. Cam Rising's ability to be mobile, I don't need him to run for 100 yards. Hell, I don't even need the guy to run for 50 yards. I think if he can just give you 35, 40 yards a game on the ground, you're going to dominate offensively. That's yeah. going to help you exponentially. Because with the offensive line issues that we've seen at Utah, if Cam Rising takes the opportunity to use that offensive line, if if a guy, you know, if a guy turns into a turnstile, run right where that run right where that problem came from. It's the easiest way to beat a blitz is to attack where the blitzing player is coming from. So to me, Cam's got to be really smart. And he has to understand. They all know where the weaknesses on that line are. So if, you, if you're if you able to exploit that and turn that weakness into a strength, all of a sudden Utah becomes a far more effective offense. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that. Having said that, I think, you know, guys like Pledger and guys like Micah Bernard, and they're all going to play a role in this game. Yeah. Every one of them is going to get multiple carries. And then again, I go back to the 306 yards that we saw. Uh, Cam Rising throw for against SC. Who's the football going to? Because one of the things that we've seen on this team is that Theo Howard has had opportunities, and now he finally took that opportunity against SC. My feeling is he probably should be your number one wide receiver. But Dalton Schultz is, or Dalton Kincaid, excuse me, is, in my opinion, your most effective receiving option. I think Brant Keithy is a wildly talented tight end. But there's some inconsistency there that drives you crazy. But Dalton Kincaid has been remarkably consistent, and he clearly has chemistry with Cam Rising. So it'll be interesting to see as you continue to rank, you know, push up the rankings in the Pac-12, and you continue to, to you know, work through this schedule, who is that receiving option that really steps forward for the Utah Utes? My guess is it continues to be Kincaid, but I think the coaches would really love Theo Howard to become a consistent threat Yeah, because he has big playability. He has run after the catchability, and I think that's been missing from their offense. Yeah, and I think that that's what separates an average offense from a great offense, you know, and this is kind of what I'm going to be looking for you know, in, in the BYU game and, and the Utah game. And, and really, any time you're watching a football game, ball placement out of the quarterback is, is crucial because if, you're, if the ball is, is behind the receiver or in a, in a difficult spot to catch it, they're not gonna, that's not giving them an opportunity to run after the catch, yeah. which, is, which is ultimately what really can, can break the back of a defense. When, when you can hit a guy in stride and he can run for another 25 yards before the safety gets there, that's going to be huge, and and I, and I think that Cam did a great job of that against SC, and and I just really believe that that this team is is just like, hey man, we're on a mission. You know, we are we are absolutely on a mission. We lost a game against BYU that that we didn't we didn't appreciate, and now we have a point to prove. So I, I fully expect them to win this game with, without a doubt. 
And then there's the performance that Drake London left on the Utah defense. Um, now, he's a hell of a receiver. I mean, he's he's clearly SC's best receiver. But 16 for 162? Mm-hmm. That's not very Utah defense-like, is it? And that's another question. How good is this defense? What's the identity of this defense? Well, Devin Lloyd's clearly your 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 big name, right? That's the guy. Yeah, that, he's your leader. But I, I think one of the things that you see so clearly – when you look at the numbers and, and you see Micah Tafua getting after the quarterback and this team is capable of pressuring the quarterback, but they haven't at the level that you would like to see it happening. You need a Nate Orchard. You need a guy, you know, that can can really get around the corner. You need a guy that can, you know, that can really be a difference maker who the other def- who the other offense has to account for. Who is that guy up front? And furthermore, in totality has this has this defense been what you hoped? I actually think corner play is has been better than I thought it would be. I think we we worried a little bit about the secondary on the Utah defense. Now, again, I'm saying it's been better than I thought it would be right after I said Drake London torched you for 160 plus yards. Right. But there it this is again not the same Utah football team we thought we were getting. There has just been that lack of it factor, and it's it's pervasive on this defense. Yeah. And so I'll be interested to see, because this isn't Keaton Slovis. This isn't as mediocre as Keaton Slovis is. It's as dominant as Jaden Daniels is, because this kid's a difference maker. This kid is that it factor. I think it comes down to penalties and turnovers, as it usually does. Not yeah. to, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. Right. But ASU routinely shoots their feet off week in and week out. We saw it, certainly. They kept UCLA in the game. Mm-hmm. It's what killed them against BYU. Well, and I, and I think what you that's kind of the point I was going to make, which is we've seen, as good as Jaden Daniels is, we've seen he's prone to, to, to a mistake when you force it out of him, right? So, like, like the 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 UCLA defense forced turnovers, right? By by pressuring him. And and he has he's that guy that has a big arm and thinks that he can overcome defenses with his arm strength, which I love about him. I'd rather him think that than than not, but at the same time, if you're this Utah defense, you're thinking, okay, let's get some pressure early in this one, because by the way, you know, it's not as though it's going to be um, 70 and sunny at, 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 at Rice Eccles, right? It's going to be a colder one, right? This is going to be the, the environment is going to come into play. And, and I think, yeah. you know, when you're ASU and you're on the road, you're going to come into a packed Rice Eccles Stadium. I don't think anybody doubts that. That is going to be a loud, tough environment for them. So I look at, think about it. Remember what happened at BYU, right? They had all those penalties because of the crowd noise. So I think about that, number one. Number two, I think about the turnovers that I've seen Jaden Daniels throw throughout the season. Typically, he's pretty disciplined when he's not pressured. Right. But when you pressure him, you can force him into mistakes. So so I'm going to be looking for the Utah defense to bring pressure and try to force a mistake out of him and get a couple extra possessions for Cam and the boys. And then thirdly, I just think overall Utah needs to once again replicate the performance from last week against SC. Don't turn the football over. Execute on offense. Like yeah. like play a clean game. And and I just truly believe if they do that, I don't see them losing this game. Keep Jaden Daniels under 200 yards passing. 
keep him under 50 yards rushing and you have a real chance to win this game. Because the thing that worries you about the ASU offense is how balanced they tend to be. Ricky Pearsall is just as good as Drake London. And if Pearsall's getting loose on you, again, I just go back to his 150-whatever-yard game against UCLA. Yep. But, I mean, he also had two catches. Excuse me, two catches and 17 yards against Stanford. So what is that telling us? He can be schemed. Yes. And he can he can be handled. But they have legit, um, you know, like Bunkley Shelton's another guy that I think creates a problem for Utah. Um, but they have legit four wide receivers on this ASU offense that'll 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 beat you. Ricky Pearsall is the safety net. For Jaden Daniels. And see, so that dynamic is exactly what I'm talking about. This ASU offense has power. They do. They have over-the-top speed. They've got, you know, great Oh, wide and they can run talent. the ball, too. Yeah, and, and, and so yeah. to me— Rashad White's a stud. Yeah, and so to me, I'm, I'm just saying, okay, you're, you're if you're Utah, this is a home game for us, and, and we need to prove that we can stop a dynamic— uh, offense. Well, how do you do that? If it, it, it starts with stopping the run, obviously early in the game, you got You got to stop the run. But then I really do believe that 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 pressuring Jaden Daniels is the key to winning this game. Yes, because if you can pressure him, that a is going to limit how many deep shots they take at a minimum, right? But then B, I just think that if you're Utah, you gotta have the turnover in this game. You gotta create yes. that yes. that that momentum shifting play because if you don't do that. They're gonna come in here. They're gonna run the football. They're gonna they're gonna throw it deep over the top on you, and all of a sudden you're down ten points, fifteen points before you even notice. I I think the hardest part here is you're gonna have to be disciplined with Jaden Daniels, because if you if you come too forcefully, he is well that came out wrong. Uh, if you attack the the pocket to uh, see what kick it. What I have meant to say was if you are too aggressive in your pass rush, he will run on you. So it's going to take very, very disciplined pass rush to beat him. And I, I think you gotta, you gotta have a defensive performance here. I mean, not only do you have, you, I think tackle for loss is a huge stat in this game. Yeah. Um, TFL. Yeah. You gotta be in the backfield, but you have to keep them from running for more than 200 yards on you. You do. Because that's a team that when they're running the ball effectively, Jaden Daniels is gonna is gonna burn you down. You're in trouble. Yeah, he's gonna burn you down. They they just have too much talent. Eclectic Redhead, good morning to you. Uh the win against USC was in part due to being fired up and emotional with everything they had been through and how much of that carries through. Utah doesn't quite seem to know its identity just yet. I, I agree, agree with that. hundred percent. I don't think Utah knows who they are. Um CJ is ranting about something. He says, go look at the first couple of series. It was balanced, and we moved down the field easily. When the fumble started, it, it's when it went we went away from it. They hold the ball. We stay balanced. I'm not worried about turnovers for BYU. I'm really not. Yeah. I, I, I just am I'm not. Yeah. I think that, that BYU is a sound fundamental football team. Jeremy Bolton, what's up? Good morning, too. He says, the way to beat ASU is to throw uh, – in an INT, let them run it back 60 yards, then strip the ball and get it back. Yeah, well, you know, that seemed to be an effective formula for BYU. <laughs> um, that's crazy. Um, Mikoli, Mikoli, um, Who the fuck are you? Says, I thought this was a BYU show. Why are you talking Utah? 
And then he went on to drop an F-bomb, so his comment got filtered. Okay. But, it's, see, a lot of people ask us about this. Well, you guys are a BYU show. We're not actually. We're not actually a BYU show. Well, you know, you're fan. Well, we're not <laughs> actually not fans. We talk, we talk a lot of BYU. Uh, we talk a lot of Pac-12. We talk a lot of Utah. Um, I think it's hard not to talk about either one of those teams in this town. Um, but as far as ASU and, and Utah go, I think I'm actually going to take the Utes to win this game. I have a hard time going against Utah at home. Yeah. It's going to be chilly. I think that place is going to be lit. I mean, the, the, the tailgate before the game again, dude, um, it in the guardsman lot. Before the game, BYU and Utah fans are getting together to honor Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe. Um, it's going to be great. Bam Bam's Barbecue will be there with the Utah Pig Bus. I mean, it is everything you want in football in Salt Lake City and really in the state of Utah. I think there's going to be a lot of emotion in those seats. And I think it's going to it's going to wreak havoc on ASU. And I think this is going to be a, 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 a critical night for the, the Utah defense to – to really make a statement that Kyle Whittingham's not on the way out. He's still here. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm going to take the Utes to win 26-24. Turnovers will define the game. Penalties will define the game. And my guy, Tavion Thomas, is going to run all over ASU. 27-17, 10-point oh, win for Utah. Out of here. What are you talking about? Okay. Call it, me an idiot. It's fine. It's not. You know it's not Arizona. This is Arizona State. Right, and they're going to turn the football over. They're okay. not going to score 25 points in this game. Like, they're not. Okay. Okay, call me 20, stupid. Fine, call me stupid. What do you want to bet on this game? I'm not betting anything. I'm not a gambler. I'm not. I hate gambling. Me and you right now, what do you want to bet? I'm not betting anything. A Roost Chris dinner. No. Come on. Nope. Nothing? Nope, nothing. Why? Because. Guy gets laid one time and he thinks he's like the, the it's god. It's like four times, but it's fine. Same thing. Um, listen, I don't think there's any chance that this game finishes 27-17. Okay. I think these two teams are very close. Very, very close. We'll see. Um, drop your score predictions for both uh, BYU and Utah. So, again, to reset on BYU, um, I'm taking Baylor 31-30 over BYU. Um, you have what? 35-31 BYU. Wow. Uh, I am taking the Utes to win 26-24. You're taking them to win 52-10. to Yeah, uh-huh. That's what I said. So that's... <laughs> that's exactly what I said. Verbatim. Word for word. 27-17. <laughs> yep. Man. When, by the way, one quick question. When did you start smoking crack in the morning? Uh, you know, it's it's something that I've been working because through and, you know. I'll I'll note that Jake's got a shake over there. Ghost protein. Amazing. Check the link in our description. Right. Um, I've got ghost protein in and my creatine over here, and I'm three quarters of the way done. You've got your protein and you haven't even taken a sip. Yeah, I haven't. We've been doing a talk show. Well, I, you know, it is what it is. Crack, ice, boom, boom pow. Yeah, by the way, my dog is going to the vet right now. Uh, it's ass vacuum time. Dude. That's my... You know, I don't want to talk about it. We'll update it on Monday. I, I don't want to talk about it. I really don't. Uh, barfing yeah, chicken. Please respect my privacy. Next question. Yeah, thanks. Teddy Wayman says 30 to 17 utes. Do you guys buy from the same dealer? 
Uh, Barfing Chicken says 34-31, BYU. Tanner Plummer says ASU 28, Utah 21. Jeremy Bolton says Utah 28, ASU 25, BYU 30, Baylor 27. Yeah. BYU fan CJ says BYU 35, Baylor 21. Guy, come on. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Brylark says 27-24, Baylor. Cam Harrison says BYU still 3-0 in the Pac-12, LOL. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Monty, learn from Jake. He did predict the Clippers to win game six haha, versus the Jazz. Just saying. Cody, that's a good point. I'm a man. Kay Newren says, I love BYU, but just win, baby. BYU 20, Baylor 17. That's a very realistic score. Eh. 20 to 17 is a very realistic score. The eclectic redhead um, who doesn't want to meet us and will not be coming to the tailgate tomorrow. because That's unfortunate. She has other things to do. Yeah, I mean, you know. Says uh, the Utes 24, ASU 21. She has kids and family and stuff. Excuses. Yeah, yeah, she's got excuses. Whatever. Uh, the Atlantic Redhead says Utes 24, ASU 21. Finlinson, uh, what's up, Casey? Good to see you, buddy. He says 31-28 ASU, 28-21 BYU. Jeremy Bolton says Jake won, teacher none. <laughs> yep. Actually, it's Jake two, teacher none. Uh, Spencer Morgan says people, people think you're a BYU show because every video graphic is BYU. Well, no, the ones that are, are we did Utah. We've done some jazz. We do, I mean, it just depends on what's going on, man. James Knight says, how did the five toe earring look on the, on the teach Jake, you stud, bro. I think that's HIPAA. Uh, uh Tanner Plummer says teacher 30, Jake, none. Yeah. Next question. Part- <laughs> barfing chicken says this will either be a super high scoring game in my opinion i think you're probably right cj says 31 24 asu over utah the eclectic redhead says byu 30 baylor 27 everybody's picking uh a very close game telling you byu is going to come up clutch barfing chicken says baylor and byu's offense are both super good yeah uh jose luis bg says nice to hear you guys live haven't been able to do it because of work good to see you jose yeah good to see you bro appreciate you being here yeah well done let's get some uh national football league in here okay because we've got to do some locks and then we have to talk about jake and the teacher okay uh packers at bear you're gonna play the locks music or yeah, what i'm just waiting Monty for you and jake are giving you their well, locks for college and nfl football plus the inside info you need to know to make the right call now let's get you the locks here's monty before we do that i'm gonna chug the rest of the shake and you haven't even taken a sip yet okay okay live odds the fact that he chokes on his shake here Wow, you're a pro. Not your first time, huh? Uh, wow. Wow. Nope. Not my first time. Wow. Not my first time chugging it. Bro. Just <laughs> swallow it, baby. Stop. Uh, <laughs> Packers at the Bears, who's still playing Chicago. Not Arlington Park with the horses. This kid just won't let that go. Packers at Bears. Packers are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. The number's 47. I hate the Green Bay Packers. I hate the the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Thank you. Tanner says that burp was pathetic. (laughs) Um, Jeremy Bolton says pounding things like father, like son. Taught him everything he doesn't know. Um, 
the Packers are going to win this game, let's be honest. But you know what I'm hoping for. What am I hoping for? Aaron Rodgers breaking his leg and That's the Bears exactly winning the right. game. Let's go, Khalil Mack. Take Aaron Rodgers for a ride and snap that twig, you son of a... <laughs> Biscuit, um, this feels like a big Packers win. I hate the Bears' offensive line. I hate it. I hate everything about it. I, They poured beer on Max Hall's mom on that Packer defense. So uh, Packers 31, Bears 24. I think it's a win cover over. Yeah, I uh, I have to agree. Packers are going to score at least 30 points in this game. Yeah. So I'm in that same boat. The number in this game is 47. You're telling me you don't believe okay, Justin Fields? Okay, that's major shade. Yeah, that's major shade at the Chicago Bears. Uh, yeah, not good. I'm going to take the Packers to win that. I love this game right here. My guy, um, I bought the ring, by the way. I don't know. I don't know if I told you guys this. I went. I went diamond shopping uh-huh. the other day. Right. Um, and I bought a ring, and I'm going to propose to Justin Herbert. Really? Yes. I've made the decision that Justin Herbert will be my significant, my soulmate. Is he aware of this? He has no idea I'm even alive. Wow. So that's um, that's going to be a great moment. <laughs> that's my dude right there. My God. Uh, Chargers at Ravens. The Ravens are a two and a half point dog. That's very disrespectful to my guy. The number's 51 and a half. Uh-huh. I think the Ravens are going to win this game because I think people are questioning Lamar Jackson's ability, and he showed us something last week, and I never thought that I would say this. Uh-oh. Lamar Jackson showed us that he can throw the football from the pocket. Yeah. I and mean, win the game. Here's, here's what I know, though. I know that no matter what kind of game the Chargers are in, whether they're behind, whether they're ahead, whether they're battling you possession by possession – they're executing at a really, really high level. And and I think they're not scared to go on the road. We just saw them go on the road and beat what was the best team in the AFC. So yes, the, the Lamar Jackson factor is real, but uh, I have no, I would have no problem picking the Chargers to go on the road and beat this team. By the way, um, what? I shouldn't even read this. Jeremy Bolton says, is Nick's Chubb gonna officiate your wedding, Monty? <laughs> Rylark says, classic Utah, Monty. You're taking on a second wife. Wow. Dude, <laughs> you guys are amazing. <laughs> Why, yes, I am. Why, yes, I am. Wow. Plural marriage, baby. Um, the Ravens are going to win this game. And I, I think it's somewhere probably on the order of 27-24. But here's the problem. If it's, if it's under a touchdown, I think the Chargers are going to win. Because... My guy, Justin Herbert, is turning into this clutch quarterback who loves the moment. Yes, he does. And so we disagree on this game. I'm, I picked the Chargers on Monday uh, in our in our little pool pick them thing, and I'm picking them now. I think the Chargers are going on the road. I don't think I did my picks. Uh, I think they're going to go on the road. I think they're going to win this game, and I think they're going to put up 35 points doing it. And I think Austin Eckler is going to have a big-time week. Cowboys, Patriots on the road. In Foxborough. You want to know how much times in the National Football League have changed? How about the Dallas MFing Cowboys being uh, three-point road favorites at New England? The number's 15 and a half. And I think that's not nearly enough because the Cowboys are going to go berserk yeah. on what has been a pretty mediocre Patriots defense. Yeah. And I actually love the way that Dallas defense is playing, Jake. 
I got the Cowboys all day. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, all day, bro. Uh, I don't. I I struggle with the idea of 35 points against a Bill Belichick defense, but uh, I really like the 27 to 30 point range for the Cowboys in this game. And I think that Diggs is going to continue to uh, get interceptions in this game. And and I think that's ultimately what's going to lead to the victory. 31-20, Cowboys over the, the uh, Patriots. Yeah. And now in the COVID game. Dude. Do you hear what's going on with the Arizona Cardinals? This is the last thing that they need. So it started with Chandler Jones testing positive. Okay, we're fine. One guy... It's no big deal. It's no big deal. What's the big deal? More cannoli. Um, and now it's blown up into three and possibly four positives. Dude. If they get one more positive test in the staff or on the players, they have to ratchet up their COVID protocols. And now they got to get back into contact tracing. And if you had contact, either vaccinated or not, you have to test and likely quarantine. Yeah. This is a big deal. The Arizona Cardinals are the best team in the National Football League right now. Their defense is playing like it. Little Kyler verticality is playing at an MVP level. This would be a tragedy if they had a COVID outbreak and it knocked their season off the rails. Yeah, we'll see. I think they're a really good team, and, and I think I, I, I'm still going to pick them, to be clear. I'm, I'm still going to pick them in this game. Uh, really? And, yeah. Well, and and it's because of how dynamic they are. I, I think that that, you know, you're 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 playing the Browns. You're you're going against a team that that is like a try hard team. I love yeah. Baker Mayfield. I'm a big Baker Mayfield guy. I but, woke up feeling dangerous. Yeah, but the fact is, is Baker still got a lot left to prove. You know, and and I think at the end of the day, I know what Kyler Murray is. I know he can make all the throws. I know he can make all the plays, and that's why I'm going to continue to take them. Well, they lost Jack Conklin on the offensive line in Cleveland. I think Baker's played very mediocre football. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. still not that same guy. Juice isn't playing right now. I don't know how you don't take the Arizona Cardinals in this game. Where we are right now, I don't know how you don't how you don't take uh, the Arizona Cardinals to win that game. Although I will say, you know, it is it is all dependent on that Cleveland Browns front seven. I mean, Miles Garrett has been a stud. Um, but Jadavian Clowney's hurt, and he's missed a lot of reps the last couple of weeks uh, to injury. And if he plays, I think it becomes a much more difficult task yeah. to keep Kyler Murray upright and throwing from the pocket where he's flourished. I think this is going to be a very, I think this is going to be a very close game. I mean, to have this be a forty-nine and a half point number. Yeah. Well, I think. What that's saying yeah. is they're just not respecting the defenses in this game, which I think is a mistake. I think both of these defenses can play. But, look, at the end of the day, you have a lot of star power quarterback. You know, I agree. Baker Mayfield has played mediocre football. However, that doesn't make it – that doesn't, you know, mean that he can't have big plays in this game. Well, so. your boy Byron Murphy's got to play, and if he's not, I yep. don't know that Antonio Hamilton – you know, who else is that crew? Robert Hamilton – or Robert Alford, rather. Yep. Uh, Jace Whitaker – um, I mean, those guys have all stepped up. I mean, Antonio Hamilton, um, he's a practice squad guy. Mm -hmm. I think you still got to take the Cardinals to, to, to win the game outright. I mean, the Browns are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, so it's essentially a pick em. Yeah. Cardinals, take them. I think you got to take the Cardinals there. Yeah, take them. really do. Take them. Um, my goodness, where are we at here? Good job on the comments. They appreciate you guys very much. Please, if you're here, give us a thumbs up. Um, hit subscribe. Tag us in a photo that you're subscribed. And 
when we get to 3,000 subscribers, which is about 400 subs. away from that. Subs. We're going to give away this Xbox right there. Um, you know, it'll be fine. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, if Lamar Jackson can continue to throw like he did last week, dang, he's going to be more dangerous. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the next evolution in his game. CJ says, FLDS would love Monty. They would. Uh, Tanner says, screw the Cowboys. Barfing Chicken says, Cowboys take a dump on the Pats. Okay. That's one way to describe it. Yeah, when I woke up this morning, you know, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Cowboys going to run through the Pats, Brylark yeah. says. Yeah. Barfing Chicken says, like 40 to 17 Cowboys. Damn. Um, Tanner Plummer says, Monty could be Warren Jeff's replacement. Well, you know, when you wear a size 15 shoe, you know what they say, man. Yeah, I know what time it is. Got to have big socks, too. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, 31-28 Patriots. Ooh, so you like a close game, Teddy. All right. Um, K. Nuren says, Jets did not lose this week. It's a bye week. <laughs> did you see Zach Wilson hit his lineman in the back of the helmet? Yeah, try, trying to <laughs> trying to throw it to the back. I hate rookies. Yeah. I hate rookies. He's going to be really good. Yeah. I hate rookies. It is the curse of the Jets, dude. The Jets yes. are just not good at footballing. Um, just make sure they like the Bears and he's golden. Exactly yeah. right. Brylark says, 45-35 Arizona. Wow. That'd be convincing. Yeah, it, it, you know what? Like, the thing is, the Cardinals are capable of that every week. Yes, every week they're capable of that. Uh, Barfing Chicken says, if any team could lose during a bye week, it's the Jets. They are very capable of losing. During very a bye much week. so. Oh, Tanner, stop. Tanner, oh, fifty to fourteen, Arizona. And kick a person when he's down. Jeremy Bolton says, nailed it, Barfing Chickens. Giggity says Kyler Murray might be a little banged up too. He's always banged up because he's like three he's tiny, feet tall. Dude, the guy weighs like thirty-one pounds, and yeah, that's man. only if he's got shoes on. Yeah, bro, have some pasta. You know what I'm saying? Um, real quick, replay in baseball. Yeah. I. So the Dodgers won last night. They're going to the NLCS. Yeah. To take on the Braves of Atlanta. Um, but they won on a controversial check swing. Now, frankly, it was Wilmer Flores, so fuck him, right? I mean, <laughs> well, that came out wrong. Um, Wilmer Flores ain't getting the benefit of the doubt. No. He is the last out of a penultimate game five where Max Scherzer throws an incredible slider low and away. I mean, it's one of the best sliders he's probably thrown all season. Wilmer Flores did not swing at that pitch. The game should not have ended on that pitch. It's one of the most difficult calls in baseball because it happens in an instant and you don't get replay on it. Do you think they should replay check swings? Yeah, I do. I think they should have a system in place. I think, you know, you got to have like your major league baseball, man. You you got to have the ability to to review, you know, significant calls like that. Like I I I agree that balls and strikes should not be reviewable at all on any level. That's part of the game. Yep. But a check swing, like come on, dude, that that is that there has to be the issue with the check swing thing is there's no defined like was that a swing or was that not a swing line on home plate, right? So like you can't like you can't put a camera like somehow rig a camera to shoot right down on home plate and definitively say, did he swing, did the bat cross the line or not? Like you can in soccer or the NHL or it's football foot, uh, at, uh, at the foot, goal line. Football, please. Right? You can't do that in baseball. So my issue just simply is, 
like you should be able to review that when it's so blatant that he didn't swing. You know, it's it wasn't even close. Yeah, but then who determines blatant? And here's the other thing that I think so many people struggle with. A check swing is not defined. There's no definition of what a strike or a ball or swung or not swung is. So you can review it, but who's ultimately going to make that decision? And yeah. it's not going to be definitive. So I think it makes it very difficult. He didn't swing. The Dodgers, here's the problem, though. The Dodgers are there again. Yeah, and they're assholes about it, too. And I hate the Dodgers. Yeah. By the way, real quick, I know you don't ever buy stocks. Right. My guy, are you kidding me? I bought a stock with the symbol O-N-P-H. I bought it last week at $8.37. Yeah, it's over 14 today. That's cool. Just saying. Uncle Timmy knows a little bit about banging chicks and buying stocks. Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Like I threw it. No, never mind. Don't. Like, come on, dude. All right. Let's talk about let's talk about <laughs> non-sports related things. We're going to the movies today. Mm-hmm. Tonight. Today. Uh we're <laughs> later today. To, you know. You know. After we go see our guy Jay over in Daybreak to get a uh, nice little clip. Mm-hmm. We're going to go and see the Bond film. Bond. James Bond. Speaking of Pound and Bond. 007. Um, is it too soon to go back to the movies? Nah. I think it's fine. The Centers for Disease Control, otherwise known as Screw You, think that's uh, up, well? it says that it's safe if you're fully vaccinated to go to an indoor theater. This is the first movie we've been to. In a long time. Since the pandemic started. Now, we used to... Um, as though we were donating to a charity, we would go to the movies every week, like pretty much every Friday night. We would go to the movies. We haven't been in over several years, several, several years. So we're going back to see Bond on IMAX tonight. Yeah, dude. I'm excited about it. You should be excited. I'm excited. It's going to be fire. (laughs) It's going to be Aston Martins on the TV. Um, Tanner says, Uncle Timmy, from now on, I'm calling you that. Um um jake you're significantly lighter today have you lost a few pounds i'm significantly lighter like thinner he's actually gained three pounds and this is why i hate you i'm the one who's lost a bunch of weight this fat ass over here (laughs) has gained like three pounds and you're like oh look how thin jake looks fat (laughs) fat james knight you are so hateful fat We've actually done quite well weight-wise. Anyway, yeah, I, wait, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, movies. Are uh, you excited about I am, the movie I am. I want, I, 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 want I want a couple of things. Number one, I want IMAX. We're getting IMAX. Number two, I want my Mike and Ike's and Reese's Pieces in a bag, mixed up, the whole movie. Let's go. No, Like, that has to happen. Because that hasn't happened in... Two years, at two least. Two years, bro. So, I want it. And then... After that, I want a good Bond movie. I don't want the last Bond movie to suck. People like it. Yeah. People really like. I it. want. I want fast cars. I want. I want. I want it all, man. Oh my bad. James Knight says I was referring to, referring to lighter. You know, like less body fluid after last night. Oh well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. By the way, what are we doing before the movie? Going to get a haircut and going to look at houses. Going to look at houses because yesterday I got a call. 
Hey, your lease is almost up. Honey. How much do you want to pay us for one bedroom? Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not really wanting to do a six-month lease with you guys. You know, I, I would love, you know, to be month-to-month -month and, you know, just kind of, you know, just do that setup. Yeah, well, see, that's going to be like 1600 a month for a one-bedroom. And right then and there, I was like, I got a problem with that. I have a major problem with that. You should. You should be buying. You make really good money. Not as much as me because I'm better at our job than you are. Right. Uh -huh. And I'm better looking. Right. Um, good, good. <laughs> you make stupid money. You should buy a place. Yeah. And in the next six months, I mean, the market's got to go up. Yeah. And wh where you want to spend, because you, you'd like to be around 400000 Somewhere between three fifty and four hundred. Would be ideal. Would low, like closer to the like it's probably going to be three sixty ish. That's that's where I'd really like to be. That makes the numbers super comfy. You know. So what is the teacher looking for in a house? Uh, I don't know because we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I'm you kidding. always got to rush I, it. I'm just we're, we're we're not we're slow cooking this thing. You know. <laughs> Clearly. Um, so you're looking at buying this townhouse today? Yeah, I'm looking at buying this townhouse. Uh, our realtor sent me a couple other ones. There's one in Harriman that's uh, like nah. an N unit, but it's that's a bit far. It's not far. It's I'm just, not a fan of Harriman. Yeah, it's it's a different vibe. I really like Daybreak. I, I don't know why you would move out of Daybreak. Yeah, well, I'm not trying to move out of Daybreak. He had just sent me a couple other properties that he was able to find. So yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. We'll go look at it. You know, it, it does... Um, you know, it's a nice little place. It's only it's only got a one car garage, which I don't love, but you know, it is what it is. Isn't that what you have now? It is what I have now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I wish I really would love to have two car garage because yeah. I have because it, it's me and there's that would provide a lot of storage space. But honestly, because it's me, I don't need storage space. So like, I'm thinking about this, and this is the other thing I'm considering. Okay, this is a three bedroom townhouse, right? So that means I've got my bedroom, obviously. Then I've got a showroom, because obviously, what do you do with the other room? Nothing, you just I, I storage. guess storage. Storage, I guess. Make it a closet room. So, and this is this is what I think about, and I know this sounds kind of dumb, right? Make it a but, guest room. But like, I don't have the wife and kids and all that. So, but like a three bedroom. Like I'm going to at some point. You and whatever his or her name winds up being. You're are such an ass. In. Why, you guys? Yeah, please respect my privacy. Yeah, in this question. <laughs> you guys will wind up moving in together at some point, right? I mean, I would, I would think. Yeah, you're gonna have a dog. Yeah. Right, I really want a dog, dude. Yeah, well, you're I'm also just... going to have HOAs, so get ready for that. Yeah, it's about two hundred bucks a month. Yeah, uh, we upgraded for our theater room in our home with uh, a home over the pandemic with a nice eighty-six inch Sony TV, Fire, amazing dude. sound, and I love watching movies and sports from home. Fire, bro. Yeah, I'm not so comfortable. I, I'm too concerned. That's what I could do. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. It's have like a, a baller TV viewing office, room. office setup. Baller office setup. Well, That's yeah, of course you're going to have an office set up. Yeah, no, but I mean like a like right now my my off my office is in my living room. You know. Now mm -hmm. I now I could actually have like an office. Yeah. If I did this. Get that uh white picket fence yard for the dog and the little Jakes. Yeah. Giggity says. Little Jakes. Uh Jeremy Bolton says eclectic redhead. That's awesome. Heck with going to the movies anymore. That would be amazing. Cody Strickland says slow cooking this thing, huh, Jake? Like nine months cooking a thing? Oh, wow. Bro, you're. why would you say that, dude? Why, Cody why Strickland also says, what about a gaming room for the third room? Third room is a classroom so the teacher can teach you a few things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Brylark, my man. Uh, Kay Nurin says man cave. Oh, 
Uh, Jose Luis BG says, good advice on a newborn yesterday, Monty. My first kid is going to be born in two to three weeks. Oh, wow. Nice, dude. Man, we got a lot of procreation, uh, you know, activity happening on this show lately. Sex machine. Yeah. I'm um, not sure why, but I can't get that Marvin Gaye song out of my head when I look at Jake. Sexual healings. Okay. Okay. Oh, my wife is back from the vet. Yeah. Let's get it on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so my wife just dropped the dog off at the uh, ass vacuumer. Okay, quick question. This is yes. this is this is unplanned. Are vests cool? Are vests where it's at for the Man, winter? I love are, vests. Are vests like the I thing? love vests. I just can't find any that I really like. Yeah, I have one. Okay, I have one. I have a Nike vest that's outstanding. Yeah, um, and I love it. I love wearing a vest. Um, I think it's the perfect keeps your core warm, but your arms are out, you know, so you can show your guns. You can aggressively unzip your vest. You know, you can show your guns and stuff. Yeah, your guns, right. Um, Smith and Wesson, we you, get it. Uh, Eric says, you guys seriously have lost weight. Yeah, like we're, I mean, we're making the effort. Um, you know, the, it, 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 it's so funny. It's just impossible to ever be satisfied. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the scale, to be honest with you. I'm more about like what, how the clothes are fitting what the look is like, that kind of a thing. I think you, know? you have to weigh yourself. Yeah, I mean, you do, but at the same time, like like the other day, like like the scale saying I gained three pounds even though the day before I was, you know, and I hadn't changed or eaten anything horribly or done anything that would make me gain three pounds. Like it just it, it just is what it is, man, it, you know? So you don't weigh yeah. yeah, so it's like, you know, you just have to, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I weigh myself every day um, at the gym. And I, I need the validation. I, I really have significantly changed what I'm doing. Like, I mean, the way that I eat now, like it's it's easy for me. Um, you know, like I, I just have changed so much of what I'm doing and I've seen such good results that it just I'm I'm lucky. It's really easy for me. Like you still have not taken a sip of that shake. No, I haven't, dude. I'm a very much a creature of yeah, habit. I, I drink my shake first in the morning. I take my vitamins right after I get out of the shower. I drink 20 ounces of water like I'm off and running. Like I get up at the same time. I generally go to bed at the same time. I wear the same thing pretty much every day. I only own black t-shirts. I don't own another color t-shirt. Like I'm very much a creature of habit and process. Right. And so nutrition and fitness, once I get a process locked in that, I, that works, I'm, I'm able to really stick to it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where we're at now. And it's made a, it's made a big difference. By the way, I pushed off my, my, uh, my colonoscopy until January. Oh, okay. I what rescheduled made you do that? Because you know what? A, a colonoscopy a week and a half before you go to Hawaii is probably not ideal. Yeah, it's not great. Dude. You know what? So I decided to push it off until after the holiday. Yeah, and I think you'll be fine. So I think you'll be fine. You know, and I'm still nervous. I don't want anesthesia. I don't. I don't want it. It's not what I'm trying to do. Uh, James Knight says, spot on, Jake. The fitting of your clothes is more accurately a guide or a more accurate guide. Yeah. So I bought a snowboarding jacket. Bro, and like. It, it was awesome yeah. that it fit perfectly. Like I'm, it, and that's the fun thing about getting in better shape, putting on clothes you haven't worn in a while, mm -hmm. and everything fits great. Yeah, like it. So it's working. Only problem is international shipping. Um, wait, what are we talking about here? Okay, wait. Jose Luis BG says I'll definitely get the baby something from Monty's baby clothes collection. Yeah, I will try. By the way, anybody see those uh, baby Jordan fours up there on the shelf? Yep, Jake getting ready to use them. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner Plummer says, Uncle Timmy, since you only own black T-shirts, are you considered yeah. goth? 
No, he's no, not considered I'm not considered goth. goth. He is considered, I don't know what you do. Although considered. I do wear eyeshadow every day. Okay. Um, so okay. what's going on with the teacher here, kid? Uh, no, things are good with the teacher, man. She uh, So she did start listening to the show. Yeah, she did, and and, uh, and 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 I have to say, she handled it really well. You know, she gave me she gave me a bunch of junk about saying that she was a seven, and admittedly, she's she's you know she's definitely higher up the charts. Yeah, now you have no choice. Yeah, to I mean, that. I I literally told her last night, I can't I can't I can't say she's a ten because that's like a cheesy answer, right? And she's like, you're right, you can't say I'm a ten even though I am a ten because that's a cheesy answer. And so you know, nine I guess eight nine, you know. So she listens to the show now, but yeah, we're having a good time, man. Um, she's out, she's out this weekend. She's taking a solo trip down to Southern Utah to hike one more time before winter sets in. So yeah, things are good. By the way, last night, uh, going to Costco and getting a Costco pot pie and mac and cheese worked out great. Really easy. So you got a pot pie and mac and cheese? You oh yeah. Fat ass. Oh, are yeah, you dude. kidding me? Oh yeah, dude. I did it. I did it, bro. What are you doing? What do you mean? What am I doing? That is not in the macros, man. Yeah. Well, whatever, dude. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'll live. It is what it is can't do it did, yeah did you eat it off her rack or what's the story no i did not eat mac and cheese off of her rack nice question off of anybody part? thank you thank you um so thank you uh, what i think is interesting is that you guys are just i'm not saying you need to be uh, again the same conversation i'm not saying you need to be rushing but you're not even defined as anything so are you going to continue to you know Date no, other I mean people? we we've talked we've talked about how like we're not gonna like sleep with other people or anything. We've talked about that, and and I respect that. You know, I'm about that. Um, but no, I mean it's definitely heading in the right direction. I I, I think it's I I think you don't really get here, you know, unless you're in agreement that you know it could be something. So you're not gonna sleep with other people, or you're not going to see other people. Um. Because you hate dating in general. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, I've never been the guy By who the dates. Way, wait, like, the, what the fuck? Are you going to thank me for this? Okay, here we go. For what? For forcing you to get back on Grinder. Okay, it's not Grinder. Dude, people died on Grinder the other week. Did you not see that story? No. Yeah. Well, I don't that's, know. That's a I don't story. use Grinder. What is Grinder about? I don't know what it's about. No. Okay, well, what's the death thing about? Okay, a guy went on Grinder, right? He created a profile. And he was meeting uh, gay men on Grinder and killing them. That's what he was doing. Well, that could happen on any app. Right. It? But but I'm saying that. Like, I heard about that. Yeah. I, I heard about I that. used Hinge. That's what I used. Okay. And it worked out. But I made you get back on Hinge. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, I was always on Hinge, but you made me start putting effort into it. You know? It, it, so whatever. It's fine. You know, I think it's one of those things where you just hate the dating thing. Yeah, I don't like dating ten people at once. It's not my thing. Well, I don't you don't like it. dating one person at once. Yeah, I do. Like it's you just haven't wanted to put much effort into it. Yeah, and 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 it's what I've always said. I don't want to put much effort into it until I meet a person, the but, right person. But what have I told you? What that you have to? I'm telling you. Sometimes you got to swim through fifty yards of shit to get to the other side to to find a gem, I'm right? I'm, I mean, you know, it's my wife is. Anyway, the point is, I'm telling you now, mm -hmm. it's worth it because when you, when you, the first time you ever really fall in love, mm -hmm. you're going to know, you're going to just come up to me and you're going to say, you know what, man, even though you're fat and you know, I'm just way better looking than you, you were, you were completely right about the love thing. I like this girl, dude. I like her a lot. So 
do you are you loving this no, girl? No, no. See, why you gotta ask that question? It's a legitimate. It I, not, well, because I just said, well, when, when you fall in love, you'll come back and thank me, and you're like, well, I really like this girl. Okay, I do so. like this girl. I do. I like her a lot. We okay. have a good time. We have a good connection. It's easy. It's fun. You don't have to try. You shouldn't say she's easy. I didn't say she was easy. That's not uh, what I, I said. Sorry. I misunderstood what you said. See, why, it... see why Why? you got to make it difficult for me? I never. I didn't say she was easy. I said our <laughs> our connection, our, you know, our. Yes, your thing is easy. Y- yes. Yeah. The, your, your, well, your thing's not easy. See, see, you're saying a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> your existence, your relationship, yes. your commingling of, of fluids. Yes. We get it. Yes. Um, yes. By the way, are you guys using the chair and a half? Yes. How is the chair and a half? Excellent. Okay. It's great. It it serves a purpose and it's a good time. So it was worth the 72 year wait to get it? Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it was good. Well, I, I, I'm happy for you. I hope you don't fuck this one up like you did every Thank other you. relationship. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> that. You haven't. You're not a bad relationship guy. You just haven't historically what made good choices mm-hmm. when you date people who look like your mom i you know dude it tends to why not do you end do well. that tell i me. don't date people that look like my mom okay. i don't i don't see do you why do you like to make it uncomfortable like why what uncle timmy doesn't make it up bro why 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 you gotta make it all uncomfortable and everything? I'm not making it uncomfortable. Uh, I'm spitting straight fire. No, like, you're not. that's who dude, he is. Saying that I date people that look like my mom. No, I don't. Tell me I'm wrong. You are, dude. You are. Okay, so the girl you broke up with with Tex doesn't look just like Mrs. Mom. No, she doesn't. Oh my what god. What the hell are you talking oh about? Oh my god. Dude? No, you she got does the not. Very dude. Sim- well, not like physically. You're saying but- that I'm attracted to people that look like my mom. I'm not, dude. <laughs> you like, like tall that brunette sounds women. Horrible, bro. You like tall brunette women. Sounds horrible. Do you like tall brunette women? Yes, I like brunettes. I like redheads. I haven't had the best success dating blondes. It just hasn't worked out that way for me. <laughs> blondes have been is. a problem for you. Yeah, like it is what it is. Blondes like, have been a, ma- a landmine for you. Yeah, so that's fine. That doesn't mean I date people that look like my mom. Well, I'm. you have a type, right? Hey, that doesn't mean they look like my mom. Okay. Though. <laughs> like, okay, you like tall brunettes, man. Who doesn't? I, but... I happen to be married to Daw Burnett. Okay. Just saying. Right, but that doesn't have anything to do with anything. <laughs> I don't I'm I'm serious. I don't understand what your point is. <sighs> that and Monty pressing to get her locked down and knocked up in the first fourteen minutes Jesus of Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is not true, Gabe. That is not true. Okay. It's okay. Just don't date people that look like your dad. Fuck. <laughs> Wow. That is Man. solid advice. Man. Uh, who are we kidding, guys? Blondes are problems for everybody. It's true. I'm telling you that hair color matters. Hair color determines your mentality. You are fake. I mean, red. I'm telling you, stick with redheads and, and brunettes. This girl's a redhead. You can't blue go eyes. Wrong. Okay, blue eyes are a problem. No, it's not. She's probably a blonde at heart. No, she's not. Okay. Yeah. By the way, Mrs. Monty, what You're color are Mrs. Monty's eyes? You're being such an asshole I'm d- about this. I'm, I'm just asking a You're question. You're being an asshole. So, I don't know her birthday. You d- <laughs> I don't know her birthday. You don't right. know this girl's birthday. No, okay. I don't. I By don't. the way, so you don't date people that look like your mom. What color is Mrs. Monty's eyes? Why are you pushing this narrative? I'm just asking a question. But why? 
Why? What like what is it that you think like Bradlark wants to know when the Mrs. Monty show is starting. Jesus. Never. Never, because um, <laughs> she doesn't ask me if I date people that look like her. Just be aware of the crazy eyes and you'll be good. Yeah. Uh, Tanner says, Stacy's mom is got yeah. it going on. Yeah, dude. Uh, but don't all boys find their mom attractive at no. some point in their lives? God, no. I thought there was no. a theory on that. No, or there's not. There's not. No. Okay, no. so what's on the smoker this weekend? I don't know. I don't know. We haven't we haven't gotten that far. I got to tell you, I really love the turkey meat this week. Yeah, it was good, but we didn't smoke that. We did not. <laughs> Gabe says, quote unquote, I'm just asking a question. And then he puts a bunch of red flags. Yeah. I mean, come on, guy. <laughs> asking a question. You might as well be putting uh, a landmine under my feet. This is so much about what guys do. You just probe each other. It's usually jealousy. I'm not jealous of you. Okay. I'm happy for you. Are you going to bring this girl to Hawaii? No, it's too soon. It's too soon. Yeah, it's too soon. That's six weeks away. Yeah, but dude, you got to understand the dynamic. It's not, I'm not just, it, like, she would have to be comfortable with that. I'd have to be comfortable with that. Like, we'd have to be in a full-on relationship for that. Like, James like, and I, yeah, because God forbid that would happen. Like, full-on relationship. I mean, Whoa, settle down. I mean, you know, it just, I mean, I, yeah, uh, no, it's too soon. Next year, I think, is probably. I'm sorry if I annoyed you. It's just it, like, why would you ever say that I date people that that I'm attracted to people that look like my mom? You're like, still that is, stuck on that. Yeah, because it's stupid. You always say that, and I don't understand it. I don't get okay. it. I ain't wrong, though. James Knight says, "Natural redhead, Jake." Yes. It's not official until you bring her to the show, so we can. <laughs> get yeah, to so know you guys her. can all roast her and put me in a bad spot. I know. Uh, is she ready to meet Uncle Timmy? Yet? No. 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 That's some time off. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so you don't know what we're smoking this week. I don't know what we're smoking. Probably uh, chicken. I really like the chicken this week. Probably maybe some fish, you know. Yeah, we'll kay. see. Bite the bullet, Jake. Take her to Hawaii. You'll sure know if you want to move forward after that. Yeah, no. It's too soon, dude. Too soon, Brylar. It's too soon, man. Not, soon. I'm not rushing this thing. I'm doing this one the right way. The last one I rushed and went against my instincts, and that didn't work out. Yeah, you went against everybody's instincts. Jeremy Bolton says, does she ski or board, Jake? Ski. I tried to stop him from I told did I not tell you not to move in with the crazy teacher yeah you did did. yes I did you did yes I did but did you listen no there you go and by the way I'm still undefeated on the hose right I'm still undefeated I ain't got one wrong yet yeah okay she skis yes you didn't tell me this yes I did Yes, I did. I said that she she isn't an active skier. She skied a lot when she was a kid. She tried to learn how to snowboard when she was a kid, but, <laughs> you know. Giggity says she hasn't met Uncle Timmy, but she's met Jake's little cousin, Jimmy. Stop, <laughs> bro. Bro. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> See, this is why I have to keep a certain level of, of privacy and respect for, for the teacher. You know? Yeah. You know, like, hey, man. Um, Stretch wants to know what you bench, Jake. 225, 10 why times. Do, why do people care what you, <laughs> you bench all of a sudden? Um, 225, yeah, like 10 times. A, a half rep. Hmm? Two, uh, uh, anyway. No, you, yeah, you 225, do, you 10 times. Yeah, you legitimately bench 225. Yeah. Which is good. So good. Yeah, dude. All right. I, that's music. what I bench, yeah. 
All right, we got to roll. Um, enjoy your weekend, folks. Please hit subscribe. If you're here right now, give us a thumbs up. Um, at 3,000 subscribers, we'll give away this Xbox. Uh, so Monday, by the way, is our 600 show. Yeah. 600 It's a big deal, shows. bro. That's a big deal. 600 shows. I don't even know how that's possible. 600 I shows. know how it's possible. We've been getting up at 445 every day for a long time. Yeah, how does she feel about that? About what? About you getting up so early every day. I mean, she doesn't understand how I'm able to do it. She, she's like, you get up so early. I'm like, yeah, I know, dude. It's, it's not day. easy. Third day. All right, there you go. Uh, hit subscribe. Take a picture of your subscribe. Tag us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Jake is SLC, super dating his mom lookalikes. SLC Supercars. Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. SLC Supercars. Until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.